podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Here we go, it's the Combine Podcast. What's happening everyone, welcome back to another Combine Podcast. Uh, I'm joined by Tim as usual, but we've also got a little... Another special guest, it's it's Marcus Banks from the who's um, a sports social media editor for the Echo. How are you doing, Marcus? You all right, there? Not bad after a, a whirlwind in two days, but hopefully, yes, well, today and yesterday is the start of uh, brighter things. It's got to be, hasn't it? It's really got to be. Like, last night where we got that fucking shitty uh, statement, and then this morning where we got the heartfelt apology, and it's like, well, yeah, he's saying all the right things, but... Marcus, what did you make of it this morning when you woke up and you, and you saw that apology? Were you, were you, what, what side of the fence were you on after that? Did you feel a bit more sympathetic or were you just saying, thinking it's another load of shit as usual? I mean, it's a difficult one. I think it's, it's hindsight's obviously great, but if, if you think, if there wasn't such backlash that there wasn't an apology in the initial statement and the initial statement wasn't received so badly, would he have done it? That's another question, but... I think one thing you've got to give credit is that he's probably the only, I think he is the only owner as, at the minute to actually like come out publicly. I know a few people have done, Joe Glaze has sent an open letter to United fans, um, Ferenc Soriano has sent an email to City fans, but at least he's came out, faced the, faced the camera and, and said that even if he probably is reading off a screen, but I think it's good that he has, again, learned the lesson, but it's too many times at FSG that they've learned the lesson and how many how many times can you continue to say sorry? And there was just one line um, in this thing that stuck with me, and it was it was something like this: "This project was always doomed to fail without the support of the fans." Yet FSG did not consult the fans on this at all. And if they had done, they could have saved themselves face. They could have came out of this looking like heroes in a way. If they were the one club out of the big six to say no, the only club to consult the fans, then people would have been applauding FSG. But the fact he comes out and says the project was doomed to fail without the support of the fans, when not asking for the support of the fans in the first place and probably only get ditching the project because fans weren't were against it. Otherwise he definitely would have went through with it. So it's just a bit saving phase. I wouldn't I wouldn't read too much into the way of apology rather than if I don't think it was too genuine, I'll say that. Yeah and, and Tim it's it's it is mad isn't it because if you think like ten months ago we won the we lifted the Premier League trophy. Uh, FSG are probably the most credit in the bank in terms of trust from supporters that they've ever had at, at that stage of the tenure, like 11 years now they've been here. What, I don't understand why they've thought. I mean, if if they just came in this year and they made this mistake, we'd be like, right, this is teething problems. They've not understood what Liverpool's about, what we stand for. But it's 11 years now and they've made a few mistakes in the past and, and they've had to renege on them. So it's, it's just this, this again coming up and, and just showing it ugly head, it just, and them going through with it secretly and, and, and all these secret talks happening and it comes comes out in the way it did. It, it, it is a bit disappointing, isn't it, when you you kind of think Liverpool have higher expectations and you think Liverpool are better run than these other clubs that were involved, don't you? Yeah, I'd say so. And, you know, it's it, it, you don't only get that feeling from, you know, just the way we, we act as fans, but the way that FSG have conducted business previously, obviously they have made their their mistakes in the past, but nothing on obviously this this level. And and again, they they have a tendency to then go back on on what they've done, which is a good thing, I guess. In in, in a way, it's not like they stick to their guns and say, "Listen, 
you know, F you as fans, you know, I don't care what you're going to say. We don't care if you're not going to fill Anfield as, as the uh, legacy supporters. So, yeah, and credit to John Henry for stepping in front of camera. That's not an easy thing to do. So, um, yeah, well, it is what it is, yeah. But, um, yeah, it, it, it's a tough one and it, you can't help but have mixed feelings about it because you just expect more. You just expect more, and like you said, because they've spent so much time here, and, and you would have thought that they would have got a feeling for what this club is about and what what the supporters are about and why this club is so special, even in the level of league and and you know playing in Europe. This club always stands out for how family orientated and and how like much of a community Liverpool fans have, have always been. So to to just blatantly ignore that and then come out and and as Marcus said, just state that this was always going to fail without the the fans' approvals just it just throws different thoughts into your head. So yeah, just just genuinely disappointed. That's 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 the biggest the biggest thing I could say about it, to be honest. Yeah, and, and Marcus, I think the the part of the apology that that struck out to you also struck out to me completely. Like the project before was never gonna was never gonna stand without the support of the fans. And it's like, well. Why? Why even think it's a good idea? Then I just—it's just—it's obviously a backtrack, isn't it? It's a oh, we knew that you guys wouldn't be wouldn't be supportive of this, so that's why we've pulled out. When it's in fact that you've been you've been caught with red with the gun in your hand, and, and now you you want to backtrack because because everyone else is. It's that's the one thing. Obviously, when the news is breaking, and then there's obviously a few few people saying oh it, it was posturing and which is what it looked like for for a for a good while obviously there's been murmurings for the last year or so and ahead of the UEFA vote it, it did look like a bit of posturing and then as soon as like the buying contracts were announced the website was launched like it was a full on full blown thing and the fan battle started the thing that really I just couldn't wrap my head around is that decision makers at all these clubs have sat down and thought that this was a good idea but not only, you've got from a business point of view it probably is but it's these football clubs aren't businesses that can run in that way. There's too many stakeholders. Arguably, the biggest which is the fans, and I just I, I can't wrap my head around the idea that these people have sat at a boardroom and thought the fans would back this. Like I don't I don't see how they've came to that conclusion and thought yeah let's run with it. Like surely someone must have been expecting this level of backlash and this level of just unapproval from from not even. Just Liverpool fans, fans up and down the country. I, I, I still don't. I still haven't spoken to one person who thinks it's a good idea. So I just don't, don't understand how they've came to the conclusion. Yeah, you can, you can say that they are degree, led by greed and they've saw the money, but that's that's only possible with the fans. So if you can't get the fans on side, then why go ahead with it? Like, did they, I, I, did they think they were going to get away with it? Because if they are, then I don't even know. I don't know what to say. Yeah, it's it's mad in a term because like Marcus just like at the nail on the head there. It's it was never gonna like it was just a no starter from the start. So the fact that they did this, but I want to ask you, um, what, what where do you think we go from here? I mean, because we could dissect that fucking that statement and that apology for the rest of the night. But uh, what what are your thoughts on going forward with FSG? Do you think it is salvageable, or do you think it's it's gone too far now with too many mistakes and and Apologies are kind of meaningless because they've made too many mistakes in the past. Well, listen. At the end of the day, I, I don't. I think this is this is more than salvageable. This isn't, you know, 
we're not looking at owners here who are violating human rights or have, have have a history of proven racism or anything like that. We're talking about owners, owners who have made business mistakes. So it's not like the, as, as much as we will see it as, as them taken away from us as the fans doing this and not consulting us is, is a big mistake, you know, but there, there sky and, and, and organizations like that have been doing that for years, but I don't see fans rising up and, and talking about that as much. And, you know, I, I think that when you look at FSG as an owner group, one, we have been successful under them and two, they've laid out a plan. And if you look in five, the next five, eight years of, of Liverpool football club, you could, you would imagine under FSG that was going to remain being successful and doing it in a business manner. That's actually going to be effective rather than turning into Man City and spending 500 million every, every transfer window. Which, as Liverpool fans, I don't, I haven't spoken to anyone who's a legitimate football fan and, and Liverpool fan who knows anything about football that wants Liverpool to turn into that kind of a club, because that kind of a club doesn't have any soul. That kind of a club will, you know, throw its players out as soon as they're no good and and, and move on and, and constantly be buying, buying replacements, and you'll never ever ever feel an attachment to the players because, you know, outside of Kun Aguero and, and fast, what's well, fast coming, Kevin De Bruyne, these these that kind of side doesn't really have any club legends. The way that we look at Steven Gerrard and Jamie Carragher and, and King Kenny and all that kind of stuff. So in terms of the way they've organised business previously, I think they have done it in a way that does represent Liverpool well. They've just made too many mistakes that have countered that. So you're going to make mistakes in business. These guys, you know, at the end of the day, whether they're, they're billionaires for a reason, they've, they've made their money doing exactly that. You know, they see an opportunity to make more money and they're going to make more money. So... Yeah, I'm I'm pissed off. It it's it goes completely against everything that you you want in football, but at the same time, am I surprised? Not really. You know, it's it, it's for me. This was more of a, a a power play on your on on UEFA. I think the owners talk, talking about how these guys sat at a boardroom and and kind of discussed this and thought the fans would back it. I think that they would probably discuss the potential of 50-50. Some fans liking it and others not, and then they probably didn't expect this level of backlash, but. All of a sudden, it's come out that UEFA's got four four billion quid hiding that they've been hiding out of nowhere. So, for me, this is potentially and and obviously not only that they have then out for introducing this rule in in twenty four twenty five where there any two big the two biggest clubs who miss out on Champions League spaces in their uh, in the domestic leagues are going to get into the Champions League anyway. So what they've done is essentially probably understood that UEFA this, this is the only angle I can. See that makes sense for me is if I'm sitting at a table with the other owners. We know UEFA have all four billion that they're not sharing with the clubs. We know that they're going to essentially create a super league anyway. So why wouldn't we do that ourselves and actually be be able to access that kind of a money that kind of money to be able to better our teams? And yes, they've gone about it in completely the wrong way. But that is the only angle where I can actually rationalise in my head what's happened over the last two days. So. It's 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 a madly confusing situation, and there's there's so many stories that are conflicting that, that are out at the moment, and you know so many angles that you can take on this that uh, that are gonna you know give you different thoughts. That it's it's just it's just a matter of of what you read and what you read in a row. You know, you could read an article that's be like, oh, this makes sense, and then an article that's like, well, this is absolutely disgraceful. So. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree, mate. And I just wanted I wanted to touch on what one of the comments here from from Longman. <laughs> uh, we are better run. They messed up big time, but they've done more good than bad in their tenure. And then Dan goes on to to say FSG going. We have just another rich Bellend as the owner who doesn't care about us at all. 
pretty much saying what goes on inside the club and the game, at least a similar policy to in Germany. I mean, that's Marcus, what do you make about all this? I mean, FSG, there's always been a load of people saying FSG out, even when we were winning Champions League titles, even when we were in Premier League titles, and they were just waiting for another fuck up to happen, and, and they've and they've realised that in the, in the worst possible way to uh, make another mistake. But what what are your thoughts going forward on on FSG and and, and kind of what 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 they can change to 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 kind of remedy this if it's possible? Yeah, like as Tim said, it's just such a such a mad situation. As we all know, we've been here before with FSG, and it's it's another mistake. But it's another mistake that goes against the morals of the club, which shows, like, like Tim said, that they are businessmen. They're not. Like it's 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 not a big surprise to see them making these decisions. So it's it's just such, such a strange one. And and Dan at the nail on the head. Like who's going to come in and buy Liverpool? What do we value that now? Over two billion pounds. <laughs> if anyone's going to buy, I don't even I don't even know at this time what the current biggest football club purchase in the world is. Because that surely anything around those figures would would break that record too. So you've got to think like someone's got to come in and buy us if it is if they are to be taken out and I mean the 50-50 model is, is what everyone should be pushing for now as uh, the 50 plus 1 German model I don't I don't think that model specifically will probably work but something needs to be done to give supporters more control of their own club and, and guide the club in these decisions because as I said before, it's going against the models of what everything Liverpool stands for. I think Gary Neville said it perfectly. Like Liverpool and, and football as a whole is a working class game, and these decisions are just going against what the, the people who built the game, Matt Busby, Bill Shankly, all pe- people like that who built the game into what it is today, and they're taking advantage of. It. And, and the other, as Tim said again, but it's, it's the lesser of two evils. Sky are just as bad as UEFA. UEFA are just as bad as FIFA. It's it's all it's all greed, and there's and there's no way that UEFA care about supporters either. They just don't want their big clubs to be to be leaving their competition. They they don't want they don't want to lose their TV deals because all the big clubs are going to play somewhere else. They don't care about competition or the fans or or anything like that. Just look. Uh, a few people have said that on Twitter and social media. Look at the the allocations for Champions League finals. How many you know, how many tickets go to fans? Is it what fifteen percent? The rest goes to prime ministers, sponsors. It's a joke, and you wait for this just as big as a joke as as they are, as 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 this whole Super League decision is as bad as it is. But it's it's the lesser of two evils, and as you say, you wait for have got no backbone. Um, Seferin's already backtracking on this. Oh, we're going to ban everyone, or you know impose all these sanctions he basically just said oh you've made a mistake but you can come crawling back scot-free so i mean i think i think joe glazer's open letter i read that before and that obviously this is this is not going away in in this in his statement he said they're still unhappy with the way uefa and the football pyramids run so if if uefa just open them back in with open arms it's, it's gonna happen again in the future there's no way that these clubs aren't gonna try and get get power again but i think for FSG, it, if they hadn't have done and made the mistakes they had in the past, then you could maybe look past it. But I mean, I, it's such a strange one. But personally, for me, I think it's time to go for them. Like they've had the, uh, but then it comes back to who's gonna buy. But <laughs> it, I think if 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 there is an owner group that that would work with a with a fifty one plus German model, then FSG could be that owner group. To be fair, they just need to have. You know, the the clearly savvy businessman with the whole Red Bear deal and 
and the, as Tim said, the way they've they've run the club sustainably and and, and set us up for for a future. But they just need a bit. It's it's like they just need a bit of guidance on what decisions morally and in the ethics and and ethos of this club to do to go from there. Really, so yeah, it's a difficult one, and it's probably going to take a couple of weeks to digest and see where we go from here. Yeah, couldn't agree more, mate. But um, we've got another little special guest. He's he's flew all the way from from uh, sunny California, and he's messing. It's uh, Tony J. Don't worry. Such a bit dick. All right, mate. How's it going? Hey, Jay, I took your job, yeah. <laughs> take it, mate. Fucking take the fucking thing. After this week, I'm fucking football. I can fuck off after this week. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on, okay. I'm not interrupting well, your flow, carry well, no, on. No, no, we're coming, to, we're coming to you with this one. It's uh, it's Luke from the 1892 Reds podcast. Uh, hey lads, I backed FSG in the summer to get it right with transfers, everything around the club, and after this, they now need to go. I mean, Jamie and you went on their pod, didn't we? And we had quite a good discussion about FSG. This was before all this shit kicked off, obviously. Yeah. And, me, I mean, we were all trying to be as, um, I don't know what the word is, professionally, trying to look at it like, they're, they're balanced. Yeah, trying to be balanced. Like they've done certain things, yeah. and I think we always kept coming back to them. Or they've delivered this training, training um, pitch, uh, training uh, venue. They've they've extended Anfield. They've done this. They've done that. But this one's just a very bitter pill to swallow, isn't it? What have you, what have you made about all this? Um, obviously the statement, and then obviously the apology this morning. Yeah, it's been a it's been a whirlwind, as you said earlier on the pod. I think, like you said, with the the FSG thing you try and be balanced in what your opinion of them I think what Luke's saying there is obviously back them to get the transfers right in the summer I think you know they spent money when it went on for a long time was like they're not spending a penny and they come out with Thiago and Jota and everyone was happy for a good couple of months until the whole fucking January thing kicked off again so it's going to keep happening isn't it really and I think this is a big eye-opener for everybody I'm shocked. I really am that they've done something this big. I mean, like you said before on the pod, the furlough thing, the the seventy-seven pounds ticket, the trademark on the Liverpool was just all a load of bollocks. But it was I looked at it as small mistakes because they've looking at Americans coming to a different country and the way we do things was everything's bigger in America. They can get away with that bullshit in in America with, with baseball and all that sort of stuff. They can't do that here. So I, I look at that as a bit of a learning curve for them. So it was like little mistakes like that. You can sort of like, all right fine, crack on. And then the whole thing in the back of your mind, all oh, 10 years and they've took us from the brink of administration to where we are today. A billion dollar, billion pound, billion euro um, football club and we've won the Premier League and the Champions League and it's been all rosy but this is just fucking ages and I just think, as like Marcus said, there's no coming back from it. There is no coming back from this now but it's going to be a very interesting summer because Twitter's gone bananas today saying buying Bappe and Haaland and Karate and I'll fucking forgive you. Well, you're asking for... <laughs> You're complaining about money and they don't have any. Then they try and get more money in this really backhanded, horrible way and now it's gone the other way again. They'll never win FSG now and they'll never win. They need to go now and there's no way they can set foot in Anfield again after this. It's just, it's shocking. Yeah, and Jay, like you say, if if they do go and spend the fucking fortune in the summer, we're all going to be thinking, but they're only doing that because they fucked up. It's not going to be, we're not going to be thinking how they're doing this with the best intentions at heart now. They're doing it to try and win our our support and our our money back, like us as fans, like they want they want to win us over, and and that's what they're going to try to do if if they stick around. But uh, yeah, yeah, because then they'll they'll, they'll t- so, sorry, mate, you're absolutely spot no, no. on, and because they'll, t- they'll everyone will turn around and say, well, where was that money in the summer? Where was the money in January? You know, oh, so you can put your hand in your pocket, 
it is a definite eye opener for me. And I, listen, I've got to eat a slice of humble pie, me, because I've always been FSG in because of what they've done and what we've all been been through. I mean, as a generation, we've all said it, haven't we? Because I think the older you are, you have a different perspective on it, and that's no disrespect to the to people who are young and stuff. It's just they weren't old enough to experience what we went through since nineteen ninety, and that's against no slight. They can read on it, of course they can, and they're still part of the club. Don't get me wrong; they still have that pain. But it's living through it on the day-to-day of watching your football club week in, week out under the Roy Hodgson era, which is so horrible. And I just, like, I'd never want to go back to it. So it's like, it's better the devil, you know. That's what, like Marcus says, who'd you get instead? And that's what worries me. And it is always better the devil, you know, sometimes. But anyway, yeah, like I said, mate, the comments, crack on. Yeah, no, I mean, in terms of FSG in or FSG out, I think I've always just been like, FSG, do whatever the fuck you want as long as we're winning trophies and you're not involved. I think that's that's all you want, isn't it? You want someone who's going to put yeah. their hand in the pocket, but they're also just going to kind of be there to to support us when we need them and, and not do fucking stunts like this. I think that's why it hurts, hurts more, I think, because we expected a, a better level from them. But uh, yeah, uh, Luke's, Luke's came in again. Jay asking about your um, your shirt. See your stuff for Sporting Room before they beat United. In your pure coincidence. <laughs> that was a fucking pure, pure coincidence, that, mate. Pure coincidence. People yeah, also- I'll take it. People also, just another thing when I was listening to Jay then, like like you mentioned, like the, the pain of the Roy Hodgson era, and I, I was still quite young, but obviously I do remember it. But it's obviously they haven't consulted the fans, but they haven't consulted the players. The players didn't want to play in it. And the big one for me, yeah, the main, one of the main arguments for supporting FSG, and you, you can't, you can argue against it slightly, but we have, we have been successful under their leadership. But how much is that is down to FSG, or how much is that yeah, down to Jurgen Klopp? And the fact that they'd made this decision, which they know that Liverpool's best manager, a man who's, who's given us in recent years as well, so many memories. We've won the pinnacle, the Premier League, a trophy that I genuinely didn't think that I'd be able to watch us win after 2014. Like I, I'd, I'd thought, I'd, would I ever see us win the win the win the uh, the Premier League and Istanbul as well? I was still quite still quite young, and obviously seeing seeing Madrid was just. On, like today, I was watching watching videos of Jamie Webster and, and not Madrid Plaza. Like, and Jurgen Klopp is the man who's delivered all of those all of those memories. And yet, FSG have backed him. But Klopp has been the best thing that's happened to this club in my memory. And to make this decision to go against everything he stands for, and FSG knew this because he gave that interview in 2019 where he said that he wouldn't want to be a part of of the Super League. And they've not took that into consideration. They've not appreciated the manager, the God's gift that we've got at our club. They've they've literally just shown no regard for him. They've not stuck with him. They can back him all he wants in the transfer market, but their, their decision to enter that league goes directly against everything he stands for. And for that, that is another reason why I just, like Jay said, there's no way back. Because if Klopp had walked because of their decision, then honest to God, Anfield would have been burnt down. Because Klopp is, and and, <laughs> and Liverpool have always got got a, got affinity to the managers, and rightly so. Like look, look at the Klopp banners on the cop. Klopp is is loved, and so he should be. And and a decision to, to, that would push him out of our club when they would genuinely burn Anfield down because. It goes against everything he stands for, and they knew that, which is what doesn't sit right with me. Yeah, and I mean, like, like you said, Marcus, the the 2019 uh, the win in, in Madrid, and then the, the following parade. The owners obviously saw that and realised what a big club that we are, how big the fans are in connection with the club, and then they want to go and enter the league where the Champions League isn't isn't a thing anymore, and they want us to have six Super Leagues instead of six Champions Leagues. It's like. 
Are you have you not watched anything in the past eleven years, or at least in the past two years, where we've won? Just won makes it just makes the trophy worthless. And, and I mean, the Premier League, and 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 the, it had connotations for the Leeds game too, because I mean, obviously <laughs> that draw, that the two drop points now looks a little bit worse because at the point at the time you were thinking, oh, what's the point anyway? We don't need to get into the top four because we're gonna we're gonna there's no competition anyway, so we're gonna get we're gonna be there just based on the fact that we have history, which is just a joke in itself. And then you you also think, well, what what was that Champions League win for? What was I crying out in a bar in the gym for? Crying into my dad because Rigi had just stuck on past stairs. Like, that was that just that that is essentially just meanless. Yeah, fucking hell, that is yeah. But a um, good point, mate. Um, Tim Dan's just put a little comment here about um, people that moaning about transfers. He's put funny how fans that cry ass about transfers all the time clearly don't realise that actually part of the problem it's all agreed, one big money superstar staff signings equals Super League I think that's it, like, and it's like what we've been saying, like about if you want to go and sign Mbappe and Haaland and whatever else and then obviously he was talking about 16 to 25 year olds or whatever else shit he was saying, that's what they were doing before it's just like, what? it's like it's a different world, isn't it? Like that they seem to be living it well, this is exactly it. I mean, this is why when they say like, oh, you know, there's a bunch of 16 to 25 or 14 to 25 year olds wanted this and all this kind of stuff. These are the kind of people that they'd clearly be listening to, the people whose football knowledge is based off of FIFA. You know, it's 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 mental to think that that is the way that football is trying to be pushed. You know, that, that people, people going on Twitter and talking about how, you know, if, if Liverpool don't sign Mbappe and Haaland, then you should leave. And, you know, that oh, this, this, oh, you guys made a money grab. But at the same time, if you now don't spend 350 million this summer, you're, you know, you're a disgrace. So it, it just doesn't make any sense to me because I'm, this is the unfortunate problem with Twitter is that it opens up the world to the reality of people actually wanting stuff like that. And unfortunately, the generation coming after us are like that because they got into FIFA before they started watching football properly. So it's 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 all a culmination of a lot of things that have been happening over, over the few over a few years and and again it, at this point it just doesn't surprise me. Yeah, totally agree, mate. But we've we've got Dave in here saying hi, legacy fans. I think I think Dave's. Have you changed your channel, Dave? To- uh, Dave's LFC legacy fans now. So I'm sure, I'm sure you said something about that yesterday. Another ridiculous. Another ridiculous. Like there's so there's so many points that you can like I think know. about. But yeah, uh, Jay. Um, before we, we'll get on to 26 minutes now, so let's let's try and wrap it up a little bit. But what what are you, I haven't asked you this one yet. So what what are your thoughts on FSG going forward? Are you? I mean, I know you said there's no coming back from from for them now, but how would you go about doing that? What what would be your play? I mean, I know you're not. A, I mean, you, you could be a very established businessman. I don't know, but I mean, never got a very good job. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you do in your day to day life. If if fucking hell, nice one, mate. Shows how shows how well we work no, together on this. Doesn't no, he? Don't even know what I do I for a living. I know what you do, but I, I just don't. I just don't know what your meetings are about, do I? I mean, does that? No, that's true. I know. I know what you mean. But the thing is, what would I? I don't see FSG going anytime soon. I really don't. We're not worth, you know, the the two hundred to three hundred million anymore. We're worth a lot more than that. And who's going to come in 
and buy us. Who's got that kind of money? I really don't think they have. I think FSG, based on Henry's apology, I think they're still in this for the long term. I really do. Um, I mean, a lot they've done been here for decades, so a lot of long term is, is is there anyway. But I don't see them going. I don't see them at, at Anfield for a long time now. I think that's really, really. I think that's set in stone now. I don't think they'll they'll come back over here for a long time now. But I don't see them going anywhere. I think what Marcus said and Tim said it earlier about the the summer. That's the most important thing. If if they don't get this summer in terms of showing off with a load of money, because it, they can't win in this situation. They give a load of money for transfers. We get all these incredible players. They're just going to get abuse for it, saying, where is this? Whenever, whenever. It depends on your point of view on the transfer windows anyway. Um, you know, Because we have people going about the set Vandenberg transfer window. Um, but we won the league that, that, that's that year. So, again, it's... It's sort of we don't have to go into that. We've been into that loads of times. We've both had abuse for it, um, but I, I think if they don't spend, it's just going to get ten times worse. I do think like what um, a lot of people are saying is showing their true colours, like what Dugouts just said in the comments. There, that is that's quite eye opening because they did like Max said they didn't consult us, and that's really worrying. But this is a massive eye-opener for FSG now where they know that they've got to tread fucking carefully with our fan base because any more fuck-ups is just going to be the complete... Oh, it's, it's going to be un, unfathomable if they fuck up like this again. But there's that much of us as a fan base now that want them out. It wouldn't surprise me if, as of today, they're now putting the fields out to see if someone can actually buy us. But don't expect it to happen within before next season starts. The only Tim? thing I'd say on that... I don't know whether Tim's going to say the same thing, but you've got to look at United. They've wanted the Glazer family off for God, God knows how many years, and their their protests have been consistent and shown zero, zero um, intention of moving or zero intention of, of changing and zero intention of, as as joining yesterday, and even their statement shows that they're in the long haul too because United and other clubs that are, are going to be too expensive to buy like we are now. And at the end of the day, these American owners have got long-term thoughts. And let's have it right, they're looking still at the NFL. They're looking at that salary cap market. And they're definitely... This This will not be the end of the Super League or uh, their, their plans to, to, to move European football towards that American model. Like, And uh, what, what, what can fans do? If there's going to be a, a conservative effort with the backing of the government, the backing of probably the players, managers... To get to get more fan ownership, and that's the only that's the only way that FSG are gonna reduce their their standing because protests can do. I mean, everyone should protest. They should, but you've just got to look at United as the, as the prime example of they've protested for years. They've had Glazer out banners the stadium, Glazer out. They've got they've got fans going in Newton Heath colours, wearing uh, yeah. yellow and green to to get to games because they they refuse to wear Manchester United red because the associated to the Glazers and they just don't care. Go on, yeah, I was I was going to say the other the the other example is the the other big club in England is Arsenal. You know, how how many how many years has has the cronky out been been a thing? You know, you know these these American owners play hardball; they don't really give a fuck. So, <laughs> listen, we we could complain, we could write outside outside of Anfield. I, I just don't see it making a difference. Um, yeah, Does anybody I, actually think that they're going to go before next season? No. Nope. Not a chance, not a chance. And the matter of fact is, I don't, I don't see anyone coming in, uh, you know, and and not only buying the club, but then 
coming in with a better record in terms of you know background or you know that aren't going to look at the, those business decisions when they come onto the table and, and look at oh look there's three and a half billion quid to be made here and go no i'm all right so at the end of the day I'd, I'd stick with them for the next few years and see if they can make up for this but at the same time they're going to have to work their asses off to gain respect to this club and its fans back yeah that's a really good point that tim is the respect side of things isn't it that that's if you've not got anything in life, you've not got respect for other people, then you're not going to get anywhere. And they've not had respect for us. And that, that apology, you know, when I first saw it, I thought, all right, fair play. The, the statement last night was bullshit, and then he's come out on camera today. But he's probably not wrote, wrote that. He's he's been told by a fucking publicist to to, to do that because he's, he's I've never seen him make a statement like that before when it's ever been positive or anything like that. Do you know what I mean? The only time I've ever seen him makes proper statements was like after Kiev. You know, I've never known him to do anything. Even when we celebrated titles, I've never known him to come out publicly the, that way and give a message to the fans. It's all a lot of bollocks. And I, 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 they, they were in this for the book. Of course they were. You know, you, you why wouldn't you be? Because Liverpool were a really bad valuation 10 years ago and he knew damn well that he could take us uh, a lot higher. We, obviously, we didn't expect it to be... To be this, we, we knew we'd get there, didn't we? You know, under the right management and stuff. And like um, Mark says, it, it's Jurgen Klopp that's done this. I don't think FSG do this with any other manager. Absolutely yeah. not. The the one thing I, I I would add to that is I I don't think that Liverpool now needs to become one of these clubs where the focus of every game, the focus of every post game show, needs to be when are FSG leaving, FSG out. I think that yeah. we still have a team right, that is not only respectable and full of players that represent this club to the fullest and with an unbelievable amount of pride, but a manager that does so as well. And, and they represent Liverpool absolutely fantastically. We haven't seen a team this good in years. So the one thing I would say to, to fans who are listening to this is don't be so consumed by this FSG out thing. At the end of the day, we've seen with the American owners, as me, as me and Marcus highlighted, that it's what we say isn't going to make a massive difference. So back the team, back the manager, and just try and ignore, you know, that situation until it resolves itself. Because at the end of the day, if if we are going to be able to have a say in it, in it it's going to happen over the next year or so. And if it doesn't, it's not going to happen. So we just need to move on and, and push past it and actually support the people who are genuinely representing the club on the field. Yeah, and yes, if you're going to back, on, any, if you're going to back anything, you need to back back the reform of not of not just. English football, but the entire, the, I, I mean, Neville put it perfectly. The whole pyramid system. You've got clubs going bust. You've got, you've got teams struggling because of COVID and and elsewhere. And you've got the biggest clubs in the country, like United and Liverpool, should be examples for to the rest of the league. And it, it, it there needs to be uh, money trickling down. That there needs to be fair competition, and everyone needs to, in a time of unprecedented times, there needs to be that together attitude. And if they are gonna. Like like Tim said, I don't think protests are going to do much. FSG aren't going anywhere, but if you're going to, you need to turn that energy into into reform of the English game and and bring back power to the fans. We've seen what in two days what what the power fans can have. So there's no reason why the right protest can't work. But it's it's I think it's just useless directing that energy towards getting an owner group out because as Tim said earlier on. Who who would buy it and who would who what businessman is going to come in with a plus at least a billion pounds to buy Liverpool at, at the very very least and what businessman if you've got to think it's got to be profitable 
So there's there's no way someone, there's no perfect owner out there that is going to buy us, start throwing money out because at the end of the day it is a business and it's got to remain profitable. But the fans have got to have more more say in that to stop the club making decisions like that and to keep our club ethos and and what Liverpool stands for as a city and as a club about. So. I think the last two days has been a positive in that sense, is that it shows how much power the fans can have, and they need to push for this 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 greater greater need to have power in their own clubs because that's the only way it'll st- it'll stop these greedy owners who who don't have who are only businessmen, and as Tim said, it's, it's they are only going to think about money unless they've got a big portion of the fans that are stopping them from making those decisions. Such a good point, that Mick. Um, what Max has just said there in regards to the fans, a couple of the guys in the comments have said it. So, Chris Kelly said uh, they make mistakes in Newton, but they brought us back to where we wanted to be. Yes, very, very true. Uh, they need to have a fan group on the board to present these things happening in the first place. And then Paul Connor said the exact same thing, um, in terms of getting more fan representation. If we can take positives out of this situation and what's gone on now it's a lot it's a really eye-opening i mean one of my favorite things about this is how united all the all football fans have been in general you know there's there's been there's not been a hate and abuse for 24 hours 48 hours on everybody which i which i love you know there's been no fucking vile shit on twitter which is great and i hope this can be a bit eye-opening for a lot of people in terms of like what we could have lost uh over this but I think one of the things I'm most looking forward to is the fact that they might turn around and go, do you know what? Maybe we do need uh, a fan representation on the board. Maybe we do need to start consulting with the fans over every major de- major decision. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's things like that now. I think we could seem some good out of that, couldn't we, Mick? Definitely. It, need, it needs to happen. Even if it's not a, a, like a board member, even if it's just like every decision that is directly going to affect... Us obviously, we're not going to be privy to fucking all like yeah. commercial sales and whatever else, but stuff that is directly going to affect us as fans and the way in which we can support our club, it needs to go through a filter. Whether that be people on the board, whether that be you reach out to fan fan websites who've got a, a huge a huge platform like Anfield Rap or Redmond TV or people like that, who you can kind of go right. Is this going to be a good idea? Let me know. If it's not, fucking tell me. That, that that that's all it would have took for all this shit just to not to happen, and it's and it's mm. easy little steps like that, which is why it this hurts a bit more because it, it it's easily fixable, and it's just we've been dragged through all this. A U turn's been made after two days, and what have we gained from it? Absolutely nothing. We've been dragged through the mud with the rest of the other five teams, yeah, and there's been no gain at all. But yeah, that, I, I agree exactly what, what the boys have been saying. It, that needs to happen, and like you said, Jay, it's unified everyone, and that's the, that's the one positive we can take from this that we're all unified against anything like this coming back again. And um, yeah, it, need, it needs to be it needs to be compulsory going, going forward. And, he, and even even after FSG, even even most all the top clubs in, in the country need to have a fan representation. On, like we said, on, on the board or someone you can, can consult over big decisions to, to kind of get away from this type of stuff happening because it's just it's just not acceptable in this country and the, and the sooner they realise that, the better. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's keep on the positive ride. Tim, can you pull a positive out of this situation for me and what you, you think is going to happen going forward, please? Yeah, well, I'd, I'd agree with Mick. I think the, the, made, the most major positive out of all of this is the fact that I think that you can probably look at 
fans who on Sunday probably felt like they had nothing to do with football and no power in the game. And then two days later, through a barrage of of letting their feelings be known about, about the situation, have almost grinded an entire you know, multi-billion dollar plan to, to a halt. So for me, it's it's that. And I think that it would, from here on out, to be honest, judging on how positive fans have been and how, how positive they can be and, and how much power they still have because of because they're the key to, to any, any form of money at the end of the day. If we don't watch the game, they're not going to make any money from it. So yeah. it, it, for me, it's the positive now would be taking that power and using it to improve the game as, as Marcus Marcus was saying you know change the way that football is run from the from the top down and tackle stuff like racism if, if UEFA had reacted this strongly to <laughs> Glenn Kamara's you know racial abuse yeah. theme then you know if, if or the, if they started tackling issues like that with the with the vigor that they have done the Super League they, they wouldn't be a part of the game anymore and we'd be, we'd be taking steps in the right direction in terms of football as a whole, as, as a universal game, in terms of, 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 of the way it's played as, as the way it's viewed. But, you know, it, at the end of the day, racism isn't going to hurt their pocket. So I think it now now that fans realise that they have this power, it uh, almost a, a bit of responsibility falls on us to, to, to make our, our, our kind of... make our thoughts known on, on on that kind of an issue more you know just more more loud you know it's just and just try and tackle stuff like that on on a, on a bigger scale rather than just a few likes and retweets on oh you know yeah. uefa have done this so yeah mate. that would be my positive i love it mate marcus obviously we'll we'll finish with you and your positive note on this and put a positive spin on it for us mate what can we expect going forward now? What, what would you like to see happen now? What is your ideal roadmap now? What would you like to see in the coming months or even the next 12 months, mate? Yeah, so my positive, my mind's more of what I hope can be a positive. As, as Tim rightly said, the, the fans' power should be the reason why more issues in football are ending. But another thing for FSG going forward is they now have a real opportunity whether they are going to go or stay, but if they do decide to stay, then they can. I mean, some people might think the relationships are repair, are, are, are past the point of, of repair, but if they are, if they are going to stay, then they need to try and doing so. Why, why can't FSG make Liverpool the first club to to make that step towards changing the ownership model? Because I know, I know for a fact that would definitely improve relationship with our fans, and it would, it would for Liverpool to come up and set an example, which is what they should be doing anyway. To come up and say, yeah, we got that wrong. This is what we're going to do to rectify that. Whether they, whether they will do that, I, I, I doubt it. But I'd, I'd love to see them do it. If they come out and say, yeah, we've been, we've, we, like they have done, we made a mistake. But let's change it. Let's, in, let's implement this, this, uh, this fan ownership model, whatever it is. Let's, let's hear some power over your club back so we can, you can guide us going forward. And if they did that, as well as back and club, because that is another main thing they need to, to give Klopp, who, as I said before, is the best thing that's happened to this club, they need to give him what he wants, make sure he has what he needs, but then make those changes to bring the fans back on side. Because if, if they did do that and they, they tackled the issues that the fans have been moaning about for years, they've, they've you know list, actually actively took on board the opinions of fans who, who live and bleed, breathe and bleed this club, then 
personally, if they did that, then I'd be right now. I'm, I wouldn't. I I wouldn't bat an eyelid if they left, and I'd actively hope that they do. But if they did that, then fair enough. That that is that they can show Liverpool fans that they've learned, truly learned from the mistake. So if if that happens, then that's the positive because even even inside of a PR side, it would make so much sense for them to do that. To win yeah. back so much support, it, like even with the business heads on to do anything like that, right now if they are going to stay, the the relationship is at an all time low, so they need something, and I don't think a big transfer is going to do that because that just just smacks a desperation from their point. But let's do do something real, do something that's going to make a difference, not only just for us too, because if they do it, someone else will do it, and someone else will do it, and there you go, there's your reform, and that can all be led by Liverpool owners who, who have dragged the club through the mud in the last few days. Spot on, mate. Spot on. Couldn't have said it better myself, mate. So that's where well, we'll end it there because that was the, I think that was the perfect way to end the pod. But um, I'd like to thank everyone in the comments. I'm on my iPad today, so I'm not going to click them all because I'll probably like self-destruct or something. But yeah, uh, nice one to t- for Tim for, for jumping in. Nice one to Jay. A nice one for uh, Marcus from the Echo for jumping in. Nice one for that. Uh, we'll be back. I mean, there's a game of footy on Saturday, so we might be back on Friday. Oh, yeah. Have a chat <laughs> you know, that thing where you kick a ball into the back of the net and that, and you celebrate. We might be, oh, talking, yeah. about on, might be talking about that, about that this Friday, but um, yeah, we'll be back then for uh, a little preview, and then we'll be back on Saturday for the team news and uh, match review. So we'll, uh, we'll see you all in a bit. Podcast Network.